So did you ever think of just, you know, having it cut off? Yes, Principal Victoria. The thought had occurred to me. Unfortunately, it would mean my death. Oh, so I suppose that's out. How about a hat, then? No, really, I don't yes, need Yes, we could get you a few hats and wear a different one every day. No big whoop. I really appreciate what you're trying to do here, but it's not necessary. I'm a pretty happy person. I've got it. We could set aside a whole week to make the public aware of folks just like you. Oh, yes, a conjoined twin mice Lexia Awareness Week. You know that has a nice ring, but I really don't the, think... The school could put out pamphlets, okay? And we could have seminars to educate, okay? Oh, this is so exciting. Exciting! I'm gonna get the mayor on the phone right now! Kick ass! Welcome to Going Down to South Park, the podcast where we always have ourselves a time. This week we are here to review a very entertaining episode of South Park for many reasons. It is Conjoined Fetus Lady. I'm Dando. I am Guy. How are we doing today, Dando? Alright? I'm improving, yeah. So listeners of our other podcasts will be well aware that I've got mouth infection, I've lost my taste, I've lost my smell, I've got a chest infection, I've got a head cold, I've got chapped lips, I've got the lot at the moment, it's just all come at me at once, but um, I'm getting better, I'm slowly getting better, so I apologise if I sound a little bit under the weather, but we'll power through this, because um, this episode was very funny, I really enjoyed it, how about yourself? I enjoyed it very much as well, and not to worry, Nando, you sound just as uh, smooth and silky toned as ever, so yes, not a, not a problem in that regard. You had a lot of fun. With a conjoined fetus lady. <laughs> yep. um, an, an, an interesting one, a very funny one, you're right. But uh, I don't know, one of those ones where it's like, okay, is, is South Park being offensive or is it taking the offence against offensive? Who can tell? <laughs> I so- laughed my ass off at the Chinese commentators. Come on, like Trey doing that voice, you just... It, it took me back to the first time I watched um, Team America. <laughs> yeah, oh, look, I, I got a great many laughs out of that one as well. The great thing about it is I was, start, I was watching this in the lounge room and Nicola was like doing the washing or whatever and she starts walking down the hallway just as the Chinese commentators come on and she stops in her tracks, comes back and goes, was this on television? I was like, yes. <laughs> they, get, they get away with this. <laughs> Uh, late 90s, a very different time in our society. I feel like South Park would still do this now and get away with it. I think they, I think they'd still do it, and they'd probably get away with it because I think uh, you know Parker and Stan are just like, yeah, and yeah, they've they've, got, they've earned that reputation of well, it's just South Park. So it's like it's like when South Park do something now, it's oh, it's just South Park. Don't don't get offended by South Park. It's just fucking South Park. That's, that's whatever. You yeah, know, they've, they've, they've they're so. Clever. They've just they've earned the reputation to just get away with whatever they want. Some things they can't quite cross the line with, but mm. most things like just doing voice. I mean, for example, The Simpsons could never and would never do this. No. The South Park in the South Park universe, this just works. <laughs> the other thing is Trey and Matt are going to say, "What are you going to cancel us? Come on, <laughs> you, you come at the king, you better not miss because you know tougher guys than you have tried to to um, you know sideline uh, sideline South Park and you know." <laughs> The the road is littered with their corpses. So, they've always uh, just been fucked. The establishment like that. That's just their, that's their motto. That's that that is how they've they've lived by that. You know? Yeah, but there's also you know they they're rarely doing it just for hey listen to how funny these voices sound. Sake. There's always something behind it. Whether or not you agree with that is you know up to you. Your mileage may vary on that. It's never done purely for shock value or a cheap laugh. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the dodgeball story. I enjoyed that a lot. But I really enjoyed the uh, the mislexia uh, story. Mm. That's not a real um, not a real not a real disease. condition. <laughs> not a real condition at all. No, it's called something else. But uh, I just thought it was a fun 
take on how people go out of their way to make those who they feel are different feel welcome, even though those people don't want to be treated differently. Yeah. It's like you're making you're making an extra effort, which is in turn making them feel different. Just fucking treat them like like yourself. Just treat them yeah. normally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, be sensitive, but not overly so i mean oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a very it's full of good lessons this episode i think yeah i thought that would have been a twist on this story somehow where the kids i thought the kids would have been the ones who didn't care about the condition and didn't say they just were mm. just whatever kind of kind of attitude towards it and the, it was the adults that were going over the top but no the kids were also terrified with all due respect to Nurse Gollum, <laughs> a great name, by the way. I think if you're... Because how old are these kids meant to be? They're in, what, second grade? Third school. Th- third grade, hmm? sorry, third grade. Third grade. Are they in third grade at this age? Okay. They, they, go to, they go to fourth grade soon, yeah. That's right. Okay, so they're, what, eight, eight or nine years old. Yeah. <laughs> Roughly that. Yeah, seven, yeah. seven or eight years old. I think you're going to be a little bit freaked out by, um, by a situation such as this until, you know, it sort of becomes... Uh, you become so familiar with it, just like, oh, yeah, well, that, that is what it is. I mean, of course, it was Sheila who was the, the instigator of all of this, mm. <laughs> making it all about herself. But the way it ends with, what an ungrateful bitch. It's like, <laughs> she didn't ask for any of this. But, yeah, I just thought they did a really great job with that. And, yeah, combined with the dodgeball story to get the kids out of the equation. Yeah, I just thought it was – the thing was she created this – week or she she went Sheila I'm talking about yeah went over the top because she wanted the kids to understand and learn that you know to, to, to treat her normally she's just like everybody else then the kids go away so all this week the kids the kids get, kids get back they're still scared she's like haven't you learned anything we weren't here dude <laughs> <laughs> and also yeah just that overreach of like be nice to this person be nice to this person <laughs> I would if you you know <laughs> stop telling me to do it in this fashion um, I, I did like the dodgeball um, plot particularly just when it started I mean did you ever play dodgeball at school or do you ever have anything like that at school I did play dodgeball at school I was a big fan of dodgeball because it just it always meant that all right we're going to be doing fuck all for the next half an hour at school <laughs> the only problem was I hated when you had PE class at the start of the day. Then you had to get like you got all sweaty, then you had to have a shower, and you get into your school clothes, and you're all sort of sticky for the for the <laughs> second for the second period and whatnot. I loved when you knew on it was always Friday afternoon. I remember for like two years straight, we had Friday afternoon PE. So after lunch, it was just like fucking, let's just go crazy. And we didn't bother getting changed after school. We just stayed in our PE gear. But yeah, I loved dodgeball. It was one of my favorites. But we had this guy in our in our class. Well, the, you know, we had two classes, so there was uh, like eight A and eight B kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And this kid in 8A, his name was Malawatu, his name was, if you're listening, Malawatu. And he's one of those kids where everyone was like, is he really our age? Or is he three years older? Because he was from like another country and he was just yeah. a big dude. And everyone's like, is he really 13 or is he 17? Because he's too big. And he, I remember playing dodgeball against him was terrifying. Like if he got the ball, everyone went, Everyone like just ran for their lives because he just threw it like a bullet, and he was this huge dude. And it was and one day I remember like one day we took him down. We like we beat him. We, we never beat Malawatu. He was like he was always the champion of dodgeball. And one time we like we threw the ball. We like double teamed him. Someone threw the ball, and another person threw another ball, and he knocked that ball away. But as he was knocking that ball away by holding that ball. Bam, we got him with a third ball and it was over. The rain was done. Oh my God. <laughs> Teamwork made the dream work, baby. And then he beat us up and took our lunch money. <laughs> I think everyone who has ever been in school and in their teenage years has, got, has had a situation where it's like, 
I think he might have been held back maybe two or three years. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, had, yeah um, this guy was massive. We had, we had a, uh, a guy at school named Terry Amram, I believe he was. And this is when I was about 14 or so. He was a big unit. <laughs> and I was like, nobody mess with Terry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sweet guy, absolute sweetheart. But uh, at the same time, I was like, I don't think I'd want to get... I don't even want to know if this guy has a bad side, let alone get on that side. So, uh, we, yes, were you good at dodgeball? Nice. Uh, we we did it uh, infrequently, but I'm and I remember not being. Uh, bad you at you it. wouldn't play dodgeball. You would play stickball. Stickball. You guys won't play it. <laughs> no, no. But I'm remembering sort of the games that we used to play during recess and things like that. And there'd be such OH and S issues now. I don't know if it's called Red Rover or British. We call it British Bulldog. Did you ever have that where it's like? Um, yeah. You've got, like, one person in the middle. It's like human dodgeball, I think. And, you know, mm-hmm. they try to tackle at least one person while, you know, a group of maybe ten runs towards them. And yeah, eventually it comes down to one person trying to dodge ten people after everyone else has been tackled. And, you know, it'd just be like crash tackling people to the ground or, you know, hitting them at the knees or something like that. It's like, you couldn't get away with it these days. These kids today are too soft. They don't play British Bulldog. But if you want shit like that, you were like the king for the rest of the day at school. Like everyone, oh, everyone heard about oh, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, just see guy, how he did a British bulldog. It was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what were your favourite moments from Conjoined Fetus Lady? I like musical interludes in many of the shows that we talk about and I like two in this episode. I like the real sort of Neil Diamond song that they did to uh to celebrate Nurse Gollum's and you're American John Fetus Twin Lady or something like that. I mean sorry, I'm doing a bit more of a chef voice. But um the one that they played over the um over the little film tribute that they had to her, with the pictures getting more and more sort of invasive as time went along until finally they're busting her on the toilet, just like, ah, no. thought that was very, very funny, that whole bit, but I especially like the song. Uh, and I love Chef's little victory song when uh, when they uh, when they beat Denver. It's like, oh, go and need some cream for that ass. <laughs> <laughs> Those um those commentators though were my favourites. I just thought they were just hilarious. But just the what do you call a white man? Those jokes were just like so great. But then the best bit was the Abraham Lincoln, dude. You're gonna get us in trouble again, <laughs> dude. Dude, that is not cool. Yeah, but um, when they're doing um yeah the imitations of Americans like, do you have any non dairy creamer? <laughs> yes. Can I use my credit card? <laughs> So yes, it's very nice, very nice to flip the um, <laughs> yeah, flip the racism onto uh, onto us whiteies. We deserve it. Yeah, and all all Americans look the same. But I just love how um, it was. I knew it worked because Nicola's watching it. Nicola's one who would try her best not to laugh at anything that's like racist or anything like that. No, I mean, mm. not that you should, but things like South Park, where she's like, I know this is meant to be funny, but like you know, it's it's a bit touchy. Even Nicola, by the end of it, she was just like, okay, this is just, this is just funny. You, just, you have to laugh <laughs> yeah. at this. It's just too funny. But I also enjoy Kenny laughing at the condition. So Sheila, <laughs> Sheila's explaining to the kids and she goes, you know, you need to learn there's nothing to laugh about. And then the boys all walk off and then Kenny just sort of giggles to himself. I'm like, Kenny's <laughs> a little, Kenny is the little shithead in this entire group. He's probably the he's probably the smartest on, and when I say most mature, I mean he's he's immature as everybody else, but he's most worldly. He sort of knows a bit more than the other kids. 
he's seen some shit. I mean, he, his yeah. parents beating the fuck Gr- out of each other. He's just like, yeah, hey, what's what about it? You know, it's no different. But <laughs> I also enjoyed the um the build up of calling Pip French just at the start. I, I'm, I'm not French. Quiet, frog. <laughs> <laughs> To the, right to the very end where they use it, yeah, they finally use it uh, um, against him, or not against him, but uh, as yeah. a secret weapon, yeah. And I also enjoyed Cartman. So this, he says a similar line in Volcano, but this time, my mum says a lot of black people in China. <laughs> just, just like, what? What? <laughs> just because previously, my mum says a lot of black people in Africa, and this time it's China. Oh, I thought it was so good. <laughs> okay, now let's try to get an answer from someone who's not a complete retard. All right, trivia for conjoined fetus lady. But, Mr. Davis, before we do that, we, of course, Mm -hmm. need to read out the names of our beloved $20 patrons because we love them oh so much, don't we? I adore each and every single one of them. Why why do you adore them, Mr. Davis? Sparkling personalities and wonderful bants on the the Facebook uh, patrons uh, page, the community that we have got set up on social media there, Uh, the Zoom calls that we do on occasion where we've got uh, some very friendly and familiar faces chiming in from all over the world. Some people might call it a cult. I like to think of us as a family. (laughs) (laughs) That uh, we're building up this very nice uh, group of like-minded people from all around the globe. It's, uh, It's wonderful, wonderful stuff. Right, let's give shout-outs to our $20 members of the family, starting with Andrew Zer, Pete Anderson, Steamtown Champion Dylan Haggett, Jordan Moleman Ritchie, Christopher Darby, Plain Old Matt, Andrew Davis, Ryan Dunlap, Jared Howard, Hank Scorpio, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt, who is currently, I think this week, recording the finale of his community podcast. So if you are a fan oh. of community, check it out. It is called You Can't Disappoint a Podcast by Zach Pruitt. Timothy Burleson, Joel Yoland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Reese Roberts, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Davey, Bella Winderbank, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Groundskeeper Noah, Declan Phoenix, Lewis Kavanagh, Jack McFadden, Heath Appleby, Preston Murray, and Adric McLeod. Thank you so much, guys. And also, shout out to our man, Elliot J. O'Neill from the Simpsons podcast, The Simpsons Index, because Guy and myself are going to be on, I believe, the next episode. We recorded it yesterday, so I'm assuming it's the next episode of The Simpsons Index, so check that out as well. We reviewed Colonel Homer, as well as the first episode of Season 34 of The Simpsons on there. So if you're a fan of The Simpsons, check that out. I'm assuming you, assuming you are if you're listening to Four Finger Discount. All right, Mr. Davis, it is time for trivia. My first question is, mm-hmm. what's Kyle's mum's book called? which he's reading through for the condition. <laughs> it's called Freaks! Exclamation mark. A to Z. A to Z, yes. <laughs> uh, what is the number on Cartman's dodgeball jersey? Oh, it's, uh, I believe it's his weight, apparently. It's like 325 or something. Three. It is indeed 325. 325, all right. What do the mislexia hat say? Does it say go cows? Go cows, well done, yeah. Uh, Speaking of dodgeball, what is the name of the Denver dodgeball team? Oh, the Denver dodgeball dodgeball team? Um, No idea. What were they? They were the Cougars. The Cougars. What was their coach's name? I want to say Bob Thomas. Well done. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. That's me done. done. You got any more for me? I have one more for you. It's a question in two parts. And it shows how original I am because it's sort of a bit related to that last one. What is the name of the last national American dodgeball champions that went to China? What's the name of the team? And how many of them came back alive? Oh, shit. 
I wasn't. That was Washington, wasn't it? I don't know, no, because Washington forfeited because they didn't um, I don't know. Who mm. was it? Damn. It was the Austin Pirates, and only four of them came back alive. Only four of them came back alive. Well done with the trivia this week, Mr. Davis. You have trumped me. You have won. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling pretty good about myself. We'll be right back after this short break with our in-depth review of Conjoined Fetus Lady. If you're a fan of everything we do here at Going Down to South Park, you can support the show on Patreon, where not only will you get early ad-free access to the show, but you also get access to hours of bonus podcasts, access to our exclusive Facebook community, and so much more. So join the family today at patreon.com slash discount. Link is in the description of this podcast. The original air date of Conjoined Fetus Lady was June 3rd, 1998. It was written by Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and David R. Goodman, and directed by Trey Parker. The episode kicks off at school, and Chef says since it's Friday, it's also dodgeball. I didn't realise Chef was the PE teacher at school. Nor did I, in all honesty. I mean, do you think he's a bit of a stand-in, a bit of a substitute in this regard? Or? Well, he seems to go all the way with the dodgeball team. He really does. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah, sort of rubbing it in that he's like, <laughs> you kids get to throw balls at one another and uh, injure one another for my amusement. Yeah, and it, it would have been very amusing as a PE teacher seeing kids just beat the shit out of each other. But uh, <laughs> the kids are very disappointed about dodgeball. They do not want to play it. They don't want to play because it, it hurts. But as I was, I've got my brackets here, I love dodgeball. I thought it was good fun, except for when I was playing Mal- uh, Malawatu. <laughs> uh, Pip doesn't, want, doesn't even know what dodgeball is because he's French, apparently. Um, I just I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm not French, but the first person to get eliminated is Clyde, and boy, does he cop it. Bam. Oh, God. <laughs> not good. We're losing men fast out here. Chef's just enjoying all of it. Kyle then catches it, which means that they're now on offense, and he gives Pip the ball. Throw the ball, you stupid frog. And he throws it and breaks Kyle's nose. And Cartman's impressed. He's like, didn't know you had it in you, Pip. I love that they keep calling French, although they do call him, they start off with saying, come on, Lammy, don't be a wuss. So, I mean, they acknowledge his Englishness at least once, but yeah, I love that they just keep calling him a Frenchie just yeah. to piss him off. And because Kyle has a broken nose now, he has to go to the nurse, nurse's office. And I do love it when the, the schoolyard has a tale, has like a a, a story where mm. you know, so many kids have gone to that nurse and have never returned. It's this thing where everyone kind of knows it's bullshit, but it's just like, you go with it anyway because it's just fun. It's just, it, yeah, it, that's the thing. I was about to say there's a small grain of truth in there, but there isn't really. But no, just the, the legend itself is so entertaining. It's like, why, why spoil the fun? Why bring reality into this? Yeah, it's like when you're eight, nine, and you're like, you kind of, or even maybe even younger, depends who you are, and you kind of, you realise Santa's, you know, and then you go, but the thing is, if I say I know, does that mean I get less presents? Because <laughs> mum and dad give me presents, and then Santa gives me presents. So does that mean if I know, does that mean Santa will stop giving me presents and I only get mum and dad's presents? Hmm. And like, what, what were you like? Did you just pretend you knew for a while? Like, how old were you? I, re- I think I was about eight or nine when I found out it was not the truth. But there was about two years, I reckon, there where, A, I kept it going along because I knew my sister was still a believer. And two, mm. I was just like, I don't know whether I get as many presents if I know. So I'm just going to pretend like I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the last year that I actually got a present under the tree that said "To Gay from Santa," and um, it's just fun. It's just it's just fun pretending. You know, it is. You, you know, it's like when I watch pro wrestling. I know it's not real, but fuck, you just you just just go with Wait, it. What? <laughs> um, I think there's also that stage where your parents know that you know. Yes, but they don't want. No one wants to spoil the illusion just yet. So the presents you get from Santa start getting crappier and crappier. <laughs> yeah. You start getting like socks from Santa. 
It's like, okay, the, I think the jigs you, up. You, you, want, you want me to know that you got the good present this year? <laughs> yes, exactly. Give credit where credit's due. It's like, yeah, yeah I still love Santa, but I love you most of all, Mommy. Exactly, yeah. But they're, they're the legend of the nurse. No one's ever returned, but Kyle has to go there. And the nurse then enters and she, let's be honest, Nurse Gollum, she is lovely. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, just exactly what you want from a, uh, from a, from a nurse or a medical professional, just someone who's, you know, caring, compassionate, not sort of a sickly sweet kind of person, but just, you know, practical. She'll cure you and get you on your way, but got a nice bedside manner. Also has a, a fetus on the side of her face. Are you Kyle Broslovsky? Y- yes. I'm the school nurse. Did you hurt your nose? Yes. Young man, why do you have your eyes closed? I'm not going to hurt you. I know. So open them. Oh. Whew. Now what seems to be the problem? I just hit my nose playing dodgeball. Oh, well I'll get you an ice pack. Ah! What? Ah! (laughs) Oh, I see you've noticed my disorder. I have a stillborn fetus growth attached to my head. But I love here how Kyle goes back home and he starts telling the stories. You know, when she walked around and jiggled, it's like, whoa. Like, all the kids are just... <laughs> yeah, the, the campfire horror story, yeah. Exactly. He's got the, the horror story there. And he says how it was dead. And then she, I was like, did it have clothes on? Where are you going to get fetus clothes? Fetus clothes. <laughs> <laughs> by, by the way, I know I mentioned the Nurse Gollum name earlier, but, I mean, this is a couple of years before Lord of the Rings, uh, the movie, really sort of took off. I mean, people, I'm guessing... I mean, Lord of the Rings was very, very popular book or series of books it wasn't it wasn't to the casual person though yeah the average person would go what's what's a gollum (laughs) so it's a nice little joke for those in the know i think so yeah again nice move by parker and stone if this was released in 2000 yeah 2002 then there definitely would have been a my precious gag in here somewhere yes you see, boys, sometimes when babies are born, they're born as twins. But sometimes the twins get hooked together and they're born as Siamese twins. Gross! But sometimes, after the Siamese twins are joined together, one of the twins dies before birth. The living baby is born with the dead baby still attached. Sometimes this dead twin is inside the living person, so even you could have a dead twin inside you and not even know it. So now that you're educated about her disease, you won't need to make fun of her, right, Booby? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just the funniest bit, though. It's like she's trying her best to go, you know, she's just like you. Even you could have a dead twin inside, which, no! Oh! I mean, it just makes it so hilarious. <laughs> a little later on, I'm sorry to cut ahead, but, you know, when you see Stan at home a bit later... <laughs> Trying to ice pick his head so he yeah, can get Sharon. that twin out of himself. Sharon has to call up um, Shield and ask what the fuck went on. But just before that, I liked when she was talking to Gerald. You know, it's just not, it's not fair. It's poor lady. Mm-hmm. 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 Gerald just couldn't give two shits. <laughs> but um, but Sharon calls up asking why her son's trying to cut his head open with an ice pick. And then she says, well, it is your fault. Well, next time I hope you sit on a road until you, a truck runs you over. And Sheila's just like, whoa, okay. So she vows to educate the town about the disease. We're now at school and they are asked to play the state finals for dodgeball. In my notes, I was like, this seems a little far-fetched to me, but at least they explained it. I'm like, how are these guys all of a sudden being asked to play in state finals? But they, there's a reason which gets explained. The kids can then, if they win that, go to play in Washington. I like they have a zoo there. <laughs> that, that whole little subplot about the um, all the teams forfeiting that. Um, I've forgotten the name of the episode, but it's later on where it's the one where... 
uh, Randy Marsh is just getting drunk at the at baseball all the time, and you know, like, what's America? I thought this is America. Um, <laughs> I thought this is America is one of the greatest lines in all of South Park. It's so good. I can't wait till we get to that episode. Uh, but. Yeah, well, none of the kids want to – they just want summer off. They don't want to play, you know, baseball. And it's like, yeah, but then you can go to regionals and then you can go to nationals. It's like, I'd rather do to. nothing with my – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, they're very attuned to how lazy kids can be when they've, when, you, when they've got a bit of time up their sleeves. We're now back at the school and Sheila is chatting to Principal Victoria. And what seems to be pissing you off today, Sheila? It was quite nice <laughs> because every school would have those handful of parents that are always just complaining or bitching about something where the teachers oh, just yeah. know, all right, if they, if they, if they want to have a chat, it's going to be a complaint. And she says she wants to make the public aware of the nurse's disease and Principal Victoria didn't even have any idea she, she had one. So she says, it's up to us to make her feel comfortable and she wants to invite her to a dinner party. I love uh, Mr. Mackey here. <laughs> Do we have to eat kosher stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Is it him who asked for pork a bit later on? But I know we'll get to that. But um, I just love, yeah, Mackie saying, You uh, never noticed that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they, um, so they all agree they're going to have a, a dinner party to help her feel more comfortable, Nurse Gollum. Now on the school bus. And apparently, this is the first time I've ever seen Miss Crabtree without the bird in her hair. But she's driving the kids to the Dodgeball State Finals. Chef is just super pumped for it. And she ends up yelling. I mean, she ends up yelling at Chef. I just love it. He tries to stand up to her. I said, sit down. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> she has the bird in her, in her hair later, though, doesn't she? I'm not sure. I know there's one point in this episode where we see her without the bird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they arrive at a school, a real school. And um, this is where the, it gets revealed to the South Park cows that... Nobody would actually play these guys, Denver, because as coach, I've got here, he's very much like Coach Riley in the Mighty Ducks. Now, you've never seen the Mighty Ducks, have you? Mighty Ducks 1. No, never have. Um, but uh, Coach Riley, you know the actor, Coach Riley, Mighty Ducks. Um, I think I do know the actor. I mean, I, I know a bit about the Mighty Ducks. So Coach Riley is played by... Is it Lane Smith? Lane Smith, well done, yes. Yeah, so he does a great job of just playing the, the villain coach, and it's exactly what this guy's like here. It's just that that douchebag, you know, he's never done anything outside of the school with his life. It's like this is all he's got, and he's committed to this. This is it, you know. This is the this is the world to him to reach dodgeball state finals, you know. <laughs> and it sort of it bleeds over and everything else as well. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, he's bragging on, oh South Park, huh? Well, it's amazing where people can live these days. <laughs> Hello there, I'm Bob Thomas, the coach for the Denver Cougars. I'm Chef, coach of the South Park Cows. Well, I certainly want to thank you for bringing your team down. Apparently nobody else would play us because they knew we'd just beat them silly. So I told the school board to find me some hick school from the mountains, and here you are. You're from South Park, yeah? Yeah. My God, amazing where people can live nowadays. Well, we might as well get this over with. we got to start thinking about D.C. Promise we won't make it too painful. So we're at the dinner party at Sheila's. And it's just a very awkward conversation. There's the elephant in the room that everyone everyone there wants to talk about the dyslexia, about the, about the disease, but no one's willing to sort of open up the conversation. But of course, Gerald, pass me the dead fetus. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, but that's what it's like though, when there's, a, you're, you're not uncomfortable, but you're like, I want to, I want to approach this, but how do I approach it? Yeah. Finding the, you know, the right sensitive way to do so. So we can all sort of talk as adults, get it out of the way perhaps, and then, you know, just, you know. Be normal. Talk about the footy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, or the, or the weather. 
right, dodgeball. And the, I love the uh, the coach here. Just five more little bounces to go. And Cartman catches the ball in his stomach, which means they're on offense. And he they rev up Pip, calling him Frenchie. And he's getting ready to go. <laughs> the power of anger. We're back at the dinner party now, though. And they're chatting about the dodgeball team. Uh, I, th- I think I think the team have got the, the, the dead fetus to win. I mean, hard. I mean, hard, hard to hard. win. <laughs> and as as Sheila says here, they're just young boys. Oh, no, no, sorry, it's no scholar here. She's just like, oh, I don't, I don't care that the the boys are a bit sort of startled by me or whatever. They're, they're just young boys. Jokes help them cope with what they don't understand. She's right on. She's yeah, yeah. She's just she's the only, she's the most normal in this entire episode. But everyone's trying yes. to to fix her. She's like, I'm 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 a pretty happy person. <laughs> you don't need to make me feel happy. I'm I'm pretty happy as I am. I've come to terms with what I've got. But everyone says nope. We're going to plan an awareness week for you. And everyone gets up to leave. And then Gerald just gives that smile like, um, yeah. okay then. I, I love how, you know, someone asks, oh, have you thought about having it removed? She goes, well, yeah, but unfortunately it would mean my death. <laughs> well, I guess that's out of the equation then. So now we're at um, back at the dodgeball. And Pip only has one more person to take out. There's blood all over the floor and there's blood all over the walls. And Pip knocks him out. And the guy's just lying on the ground. Owie, it hurts. The crowd's just laughing <laughs> at him. And then he's taken away by clowns. Well, he doesn't get taken away. They come out with a fake stretcher, pretend to put him on, and walk off again. Just leave him on the floor. <laughs> oh, oh, I missed that part. I must have looked away for a second. And just saw, oh, they're coming. The clowns have come to get him. Oh, sorry about whooping your ass there, coach. Ooh, baby, come on. Just whoop, in the ass. You know what I mean? The mayor then announces that the, the to the town that the kids won the dodgeball, and she declares that this is going to be conjoined twin mislexia week, and they're kicking off with a grand joined parade, which only has Nurse Gollum in it. I felt so sorry. <laughs> I felt so sorry for Nurse Gollum throughout this. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> As they say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions because. She's too polite to say, I don't want this. But by the end of the week, she's just like, yeah. you're all fucking freaks, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Let's hear it for the parade coordinators. I thought you would have got a kick out of that. The parade coordinators. <laughs> How many were there? It was like eight or something. Yeah, there was heaps. And then Nurse Gollum <laughs> says, you know, I should, rather than be here doing this, I should probably be with the kids, you know. They're playing dodgeball. I'm the only nurse here. No, no, no. This is your week. Mm. Back on the bus. Miss Crabtree is yelling at Chef once again, and then he does the usual stand bit where he calls her a fat hog. Uh, I said I want to visit Prague. Oh, okay, of course. She then crashes <laughs> the too. bus into some sort of memorial, and then Chef, uh, the kids are all hungry. Chef says, "No, you can eat after the game, and if you win this, and then you can go to the, the uh, to China, and you can beat, uh, take on the Chinese." My mum says a lot of black people in China. It's the tone of which he says that of just the, <laughs> I've got a fun fact. I bet you guys don't know this. <laughs> I know a bit more than you do. Washington, though, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess you could say, have forfeited. It's like, why were they forfeited? What's going on here? Mm. And they explain that dodgeball players, they're not like us. You know, good luck. We've got our futures to think about because they explain <laughs> that kids, once they go to take on China, they never come back. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a deadly game over there. And so, at this honorary dinner, we take a look back at our beloved Nurse Gollum and the brave life she has lived. Roll the tape, please, Mr. Garrison. Oh, no. You've got the strength. You've got the courage. Even with a dead fetus on your head. You carry on. You fight for tomorrow. A dead fetus will know you never let go. 
your head warmer. Oh, that was so touching! And now, friends, it's time to present the Lifetime Conjoined Twin Achievement Award. This award goes to outstanding conjoined twins who have made a mark on society. And the winner is... Nurse Golem. Nurse Golem! Oh, boy. Excuse me, Mayor, but I just received some news that you might all be interested in. Our South Park cows have just beaten the Washington dodgeball team and are on their way to the World Championship in China. So we're now on the bus to China. I was like, this is so stupid, but whatever. Let's just go with it. The kids don't want to go, though. And Chef, Chef though, at this point, he's just lost it. He's just, all he's focused on is, is winning this championship. Mm. I, it's a, I, I like this here. Cup. Captain Ahab has to get his way. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just coming up with a little, a little quip there. Doesn't even know what he's talking about. Mm. But then we get the boy with the Chinese parents. They're asking him for advice on how to beat the Chinese. And come on, you rice picker. And Chef here explains that we don't make fun of Americans, American blacks, because, you know, they're from America. But it's okay to make fun of foreigners because they're from a different country. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it, it makes sense there. It makes sense. They all arrive in China. And fuck, man, that voice of that commentator is so racist. But my God, it's just Trey Parker at his best, don't you reckon? They, they do it a fair bit. Yeah. Um, throughout these early seasons of it, there's a... Oh, I want to say Panda Express, but what's the other Chinese restaurant? I mean, because there's there's Shitty Wok, but there's also like the the chain of Chinese restaurants that they make fun of, and where um, Cartman and Butters are going. And so, I'm sorry, sorry to do this to you folks, but they're like, oh, hello, please, uh, yeah, serve food, please. Are like, oh you talking about P.F. Chang's? P.F. Chang's, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Oh. I'm sorry, it's dreadful. It's so and dreadful, but it's so funny. I shouldn't laugh, but at the same time, it's like, it's also kind of funny, sorry. I think what works here is because they have them making jokes at our expense. Well, yes, very much so, yeah. And and in, in the P.F. Chang's episode as well, I mean, it's pretty much made clear. It's like, you guys are dickheads. Are you really, you know, diving deep into this uh, terrible, terrible, terrible stereotype? I mean, South Park genuinely is... And genuinely and generally is on the side of the angels when it comes to, you know, pointing out bad behaviour, be it sexism, racism, homophobia or something like that. But it usually uses that to point those things out. So it can be very easily misconstrued or misunderstood, perhaps. Okay, Tom, looks like uh, Mickey and are getting ready to pray. I don't suppose they'll have any problems seeing the ball with their big American eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good thing they had those uh, big eyes so that they don't have to rely on that amazing American intellect. Oh, <laughs> you say that stings like a zinger. Pray, bra. They kill Kenny and he gets a half-hearted, you mm. bastard. But then it's the uh, the fourth day of the conjoined Mislexia week, and they are giving out the uh, first official Mislexia hats, just to help her not feel like an outcast. Woof, is this awkward. <laughs> kind of look like the old McDonald Happy Meal hats that you put on your head at a birthday party. Do you remember those ones? I mean, you obviously never would have went. Would you, would you, did they have McDonald's birthday parties in like the, the 70s? No, you, <laughs> you just went to Macca's. You just went to Macca's, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, McDonald's. Hey, you want to hear my impersonation of American? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, I really, really want that. That looks good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Let me try. Let me try. 
I'll use my credit card. <laughs> do, do, do you have any non-dairy creamer? Yes! Yes! <laughs> Y'all come back now, hear? <laughs> Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs> uh, it, it reminded me of, um, I think I've talked about it in the past, the Richard Pryor live in concert special. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen when he does white people swearing. Because Richard Pryor was the high priest of profanity. He just, you know, I think he, uh, he was the first person I ever heard say the word motherfucker. And I'm like, wait, that's a word? It's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> but then he's like, he did this bit about, um, yeah, it's always funny when white people say, okay, cut the shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he just sort of pulls his really <laughs> face. It's like, just cut the crap, Ola. <laughs> it was so funny. That, that's what this bit reminded me of, actually. It was like, oh, y'all come back now, you here? <laughs> uh, but, um, Marvel uh, stuff. Chef sees that all the, all the kids are now injured and hurt, and he realizes he's become obsessed. And the championship mm. isn't what's most important. The kids' health is. The world championships don't matter. Our, our lives were fine before. And then they give the Chinese kids this card. On this card, it tells what to say to Pip to rile him up. And he said, you call him a Frenchie. And he loses his mind, and he ends up helping South Park cows win the championship. But everyone's walking out at the same time. Shut up, Pip. <laughs> He's just so happy with himself, and then just gets shut down. It was all for nothing in the end. It's now the end of the uh, conjoined twin Mislexia week. And they celebrate the kids' win. They're all there getting celebrated. And then they freak out when they see Nurse Gollum. Hey, we weren't here, dude. We haven't learned anything. Then Nurse Gollum gives her a speech. I, uh, well, I, I don't know what to say. This has been quite a week. She's really touched. What I really want to say is, well, this may sound odd coming from a woman with a fetus sticking out of her head, but you're all a bunch of freaks. Uh, freaks with big hearts. And now, don't you realize that the last thing I ever wanted was to be singled out? I just wanted to do my job and live my life like any normal person, but instead you've made everybody focus on my handicap all week long. Look, I don't want to be treated different. I don't want to be treated special or, or treated gingerly. I just want to be ridiculed, shouted at, and made fun of like all the rest of you do to each other. And take those stupid things off your heads. Oh my, what an ungrateful bitch. Yeah, the nerve of some people. She had every right to do this, didn't she? Very much so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, everybody meant well, but, you know, meaning well is not enough. You've got to have a sense of self-awareness when it comes to this kind of business. And, uh, yes, the people of South Park, the adults of South Park, did not. <laughs> do not at all. But the kids now all of a sudden think she's cool. Hey, maybe she, maybe the fetus makes her smarter. They comes, I love you guys. Yeah, screw you guys. Screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, this was the first sports-based episode um, story we've had on South Park, I believe. I can't remember any of the sport ones before this one, and mm. I really enjoyed it. I thought this was a, a lot of fun, two completely different stories that somehow they intertwined to make work. They, you could even say they conjoined. Oh, there you go. That's why they pay you the big bucks, Mr. Davis. And um, Yeah. <laughs> I've been told, as I said in previous episodes, that South Park Season 2 is not very good. It's, it's one of the weaker seasons. I've enjoyed it a lot so far. I certainly enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it's great. All right, guys. So that is our review of Conjoined Fetus Lady. Hope you enjoyed it. Our next episode of Going Down to South Park 
we shall be reviewing the Mexican staring frog of southern Sri Lanka. <laughs> Will. Oh, I'm looking forward to revisiting this one. It's been a, been a while. Yes. I'm just cracking out at it. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or give us five stars on Spotify if that's where you listen to this show. Also, please continue to send in your mailbag questions. No mailbag this week, but it is southparkmailbag at gmail.com. Southparkmailbag at gmail.com. We'll hold off the questions to next week because I'm losing my voice here. struggling through. (laughs) This has been our review of our conjoined fetus lady. Thank you so much, guys, for your ongoing support. Mr. Davis, any final words for those amazing listeners out there? Dude, that is not cool.